wonderful show is keeping up with the Joneses. Hey, baby. Hello. Guess what? What's that? It's episode 75. 75 episodes of Keeping Up with the Joneses. That's shocking. How was your week? It was a good week. You taught on spiritual parents? I did. How do I know that? Um, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> and I too was teaching on spiritual parents. It's very true, you were. You did Monday, I did Tuesday. Yes. While you were busy on Monday teaching about spiritual parents, I stayed home because AT&T came and visited and gave me an early Christmas present. Yes, they did. So I don't know if this is normal. I know it's not normal because there's only a couple of markets in the whole of the United States where we have what's called gigabit internet. Which so is? It's a thousand megabits a second up and down to your house. As opposed to what's the normal? I don't know what the normal is. We used to have 50 megabits. And that was fast, wasn't no, it? Well, yeah, it was fast. In the past, we've had 100 megabits, but it's extortionate. And Google and AT&T are kind of competing for new markets in America where it's fiber to the house. So we have a fiber optic cable that goes from the side of our house to the backbone of AT&T's internet. And as the marketing says, I actually get about 1,000 megabits down and 1,000 megabits up when we're wired to the router over Wi-Fi it's obviously lower than that because it's Wi-Fi like a speeds can have two hundred or something. It's a paltry five hundred. Oh, it's about two hundred and fifty on your phone. It's about mm-hmm. five hundred on my laptop. Okay. So obviously, I'm super excited. I'm actually trying to come up with reasons to leave the house now. Okay. Well, we have a job, so that should help. <laughs> I I could just do my job at home. <laughs> um. Sure. What else happened this week, babe? We had our friend Quinn. Come back to yeah, the United he States. did. And he brought two friends with him. He did. Jackie and Heather, welcome to America. Although, as we say this, you're on the flight back. Are they? They're gone already? Yeah, we didn't get to say goodbye to them because we had to leave church super early. <sighs> but we did get to all go to the Loveless Cafe. We did. And shock them. I yes. don't think they were ready for American food. As in the portion sizes or the amount of deep friedness? Well, consider that they'd never thought of having chicken and waffles for breakfast. Y- yes, that's probably the majority of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, they looked fairly shocked when that was a breakfast option. Yes. But I Jackie was brave. Yeah, yeah, she did take it. And it was great to see Quinn. Mm-hmm. And we... Why would we have to love this? Oh, we went to the movies. We had a, a date. We had a date day. Yeah, we realized we hadn't had a day off in ages. And sweet Cindy came and had took MJ out on a date so that we could have a date day. And so what did we do? We went to the movie theater. We went to the movies. And we saw a Steve Jobs movie. We did. Thoughts? Oh, it was really good. It was really well done. I felt really sad afterwards. So did I. Yeah. I was like, gosh. I thought a lot, I suppose. I just thought he couldn't have been happy and that high strung. Well, the thing is, we really like Aaron Sorkin, the guy that wrote the screenplay. Yeah. He also wrote The West Wing, which is one of our favorite TV shows. And Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, and The Social Network. Yeah. And... Newsroom. Newsroom. Yeah, a bunch of stuff that we really appreciate his writing. And so if you like Aaron Sorkin stuff, you'll like the movie. I, I read somewhere from somebody who knows more about Apple than I do that it was a great fictional story based on a real character. Okay. So that gave me hope that it wasn't... Or he Completely wasn't as horrible. Like yeah. And then I guess the thing that was the highlight of our week was the Heaven Declares conference that just finished last night. Mm-hmm. It was so good. The worship was outstanding. Yeah, it really was. We're so spoiled for incredible worship. Yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. Well yeah. done, Josh and Sarah and their team. Yeah, amazing. It, yeah, it really didn't matter who led. It was just, Consistently you know, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so good. And the presence of God was wonderful. Yeah. And then, of course, having Supreza and Brian Simmons, amazing. So, really good. Brian Simmons has been translating the Bible, the New Testament he started with, 
from Aramaic into English. Mm-hmm. It's called the Passion Translation. It's an it's a wonderful translation. We've really been enjoying reading it. And it was fascinating having him with us talking about the process of Bible translation, mm-hmm. talking about the Hebrew and the Greek and the, the Aramaic languages and homonyms and yeah, just fascinating. Listen to that that whole side. And then we had Pastor Sapraza and yes, Pastor yes, yes. Franci <laughs> all the way from South Africa. With stories, I can't even begin to tell how r- radical they were. Yeah, it's hard to get your head around some of the stories that they tell. It's like, okay. And then this morning, Pastor Sabreza spoke at Grace Center, and it was both services were excellent. If you were not able to attend the conference, if you go to heavendeclares.info, you can watch and you can get the MP3s from the teaching sessions. If you go to Grace Center's YouTube channel, you can watch this morning's services and listen to worship. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. I highly recommend that you do that. One of the things that Pastor Supreza said this weekend was that when you are afraid, what you are afraid of is not going to be afraid of you. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. You know, his, his whole point was that everything should be afraid of the kingdom of God. You know, everything that isn't of the kingdom should be afraid. But if you are afraid of it, it won't be afraid of you. Speaking of Pastor Sapraza. Yes. And speaking of Pastor Francie. Yes. How cool would it be if they were actually in the room right now? It would be so cool. And so we have a very special episode of Keeping Up with the Joneses. We really do. Because we have friends all the way from South Africa. Yes. Hi, listeners. Uh, my name is Surprise. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, it's Pastor Francis speaking. Surprise. Yes. How many languages do you speak? 17. <laughs> 17? Yeah. And dialects. Ha- dialects. Oh, yeah, but you also speak English, which isn't a dialect. Exactly, yes. Oh. And <laughs> you, got all, you got 15 of those supernaturally. Exactly. So one day you didn't speak English, and then one day the Holy Spirit visited you and you did speak English. Yes. Do you remember what that was like? Well, it was like... Uh, um, my memory, was, I thought I was speaking Portuguese, and then, but it was on a day of interview. And the guy that was giving interview for me to go to the Bible school, and suddenly I was just studying English, speaking English. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, so you speak 17 languages, 15 of which got given to you by the Holy Spirit. Can you tell us... How you got saved, Supresa? To make the story short, it was the voice uh, that was calling in the middle of the night, which says, surprise, wake up, leave your village. If you don't leave your village, you're going to die. Well, I woke up that that night, and then I went to the house of my friend Gafar, been living in the village, very remote villages. And my friend Gafar as soon as I told him, he said, you'll be going with me wherever we go. Wow. Yes. And how old were you when this happened? I was 15 years old. Gafar was 16. So you were asleep in your village. You had a dream? No, it was just a loud voice was calling. An audible voice and it woke audible you up? Audible voice, yes, that woke me up. And yes. said, get up and leave? Get up and leave. And so how, where did you leave to? Well, we, we were just walking on the, on the trail and then suddenly the trail got lost. And we were wandering in the jungle. We stayed in that jungle for two weeks. End of two weeks, we appeared ourselves to another province called Intet, a small town called Villanova. And on that village, the, there was a man, elder man, that had a dream of two boys. 
And then the dream was he was specifically told to go to a certain one of the spot. Yes. Where he will meet us. Wow. Indeed, the next day he went to that spot and he saw us. Wow. And then he collected us to his house. That's and, amazing. And he taught you about Jesus. Was the man that he started explaining about Jesus. So when the voice spoke to you, you didn't know it was Jesus, you didn't know it was God. What was your background? Oh, the background was our my mother was witch doctor and also my father. So your mother and father are witch doctors. Yes. You don't know anything about Jesus. I don't know anything about God, no about creation. Nothing. Just what but one thing that I knew was spirit. Yeah. Yeah, spirit is like no matter what type of spirit but right. the spiritual realm I grew up in. knowing about that. And so how far was the village that this man found you in from the village that you were raised in? Today I look the map is impossible. It was God that transported us from that village to another vi- to that village. Well, why wow. was it impossible? Was impossible because in between is our provinces in Zambezi province and where we go to found is in Teti province. In between, there is a huge rivers. So on those rivers, you can't cross because there is a lot of crocodiles. And you never crossed the river? And we never crossed the river. That's amazing. <laughs> and if we could go to other province without crossing the river, it should take, take us maybe about two years or three years going via Zambia and so cross to other side so that we cannot cross the river. Wow. Yeah. It could not be a, a position of two weeks. And what happened? Like, why did you think the Lord asked you to leave your village? I think one of the point was he wanted me to save him as I'm saving him now. And because when I left my village, my family got poisoned by the ball of crocodile. Uh, the witches of the village, they, put, they took the ball of crocodile and put it into the food and brought to my family. My family, my mother, my father, my sister, they ate the food and they died. So your whole family was killed by other witch doctors? Well, some of those that has been already married, they were out of the house. Okay. They are still alive, yes. But everybody who was there... Was there, got killed. And you would have been killed had you not been obedient? Maybe I could be the first one. Wow. So you're 15 years old, you get introduced to Jesus... Yes. And you, th- what happens next? It, the- next, we stayed two more weeks in the house of Mr. Lucas. And then from there, we decided to go further our trip. And then we went to Malawi. Is where the Lord Supernatural gave him the Chichewa language of Malawi. That was your first language? <laughs> that was my first supernatural language. Wow. Yeah, which is completely different to my mother language. Right. But the first day I thought it was my mother. I was speaking my mother language, but the people could hear completely. And it's different. Here's an interesting question. What are you dreaming? What language do you dream in? Oh, if God is communicating to certain people, I dream in that language. You dream in the language of the people he's speaking to? The people to. that he's busy communicating to. When yes. you think in your head and you count numbers, what language do you count in? Um, well, I... Mainly, um, I count in English, sometimes in Zulu, and sometimes in Portuguese and something like that. Mm-hmm. When did you meet Heidi and Roland? I met Heidi and Ro- Roland in 1985 at a place called Onderbeck in Maleland, South Africa. She was coming from Indonesia to 
Mozambique to to work with the orphanage there. So they they hadn't even started the orphanage yet, or no? She stopped it at our place where where we are uh, staying. So this was before she ever came to Toronto. It was a long time, yes. So she, her and Roland started this orphanage. She arrived in Toronto, burnt out, ready to quit. Didn't exactly. want to be a missionary anymore. Yes. What was she like when she came back? Oh, I want to just even start with speaking of um, Roland. Yes. Uh, Roland, when he came, he was a very quiet person. Uh, he's very genius, very quiet, uh, doesn't normal laugh wildly and all kind of that stuff. So, but when he went to Toronto, when he came back, he came back a new Roland. Wow. Suddenly he was excitement in his preaching and whatever he does was laughing and playing. He was just a nice person. Yes. And then the same Hyde, Hyde, well, she was already a laughing person and talking and all kind of that stuff. But the passion, it was intense when she came back. And, and then even when she began lay her hands to the pastors, Everyone was going under the power of the Holy Spirit to everyone. When she just prayed, prophesied, whatever, the Holy Spirit was doing amazing, intense stuff. And then the churches multiplied, didn't they? When they came back, the church just exploded in Africa. Oh, it was almost like there was, well, we were struggling on maybe three, four, five churches. But when she came back, the church exploded up, baby, I can say 400 or whatever. But when after the natural disaster in 2000, the church began exploding like a flood also. And how many churches do you currently oversee now? Well, we stopped counting in 2010, which was about 10 to 17,000 churches across the world. So you started in Africa. <laughs> But you, said, you started with four or five that were struggling. Yes. Then you went to four to 500, and then you yes. stopped counting after you reached about 17,000. Yes. Yeah, good idea. Stop counting. <laughs> it would oh, be yeah, hard we, to count. We stopped counting, yeah. <laughs> can, you, um, can you tell again the story about going into the cholera camp oh, that you told on the weekend? I, I people, people will not know the story, and we won't know how bad cholera is. So help us understand the epidemic that was happening and then the solution that God gave well, you. Normally, on the places of the flood, after the flood, the water goes ev- anywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and then the people become contaminated with a, a disease. The disease is a, a vomiting and intense diarrhea. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, it goes from person to another person to another person. And it dehydrates your body very fast. And then you die very weak. Right. You can't keep any food in your stomach. That is cholera. So in 2001, when that epidemic started in Maputo, and there was a a camp that the government of Maputo made, and it is the tent around maybe, uh, I don't know, in squares and meters, something like that. So let me not go on squares and meet. (laughs) (laughs) How many people were inside of the tent? Oh, it was uh, almost hundreds or thousands of people. Wow. It's not one tent because it is just open tent and it's just going around just to protect the place. 
Right, okay. And there was a gate so that when they bring the people, go inside the, the tent and then they started medicating them. Mm-hmm. And um, so while they continue vomiting and diarrheaing. Right, okay. So it was in the morning one day, we come to the base and we heard that the news that the people are dying in a massive and there is a camp where they are busy treating them. So then we went to the cholera camp. When we arrived at the gate, they refused. When we asked to enter, they refused because they didn't want anybody healthy to go into the camp. So they had quarantined all these people. Exactly. That is a great name. So they had quarantined all these people in a large camp. There's about a thousand people. There's a security guard. No one gets in. Yes, yes, It's an yes. epidemic. People are dying. And you guys want to go in and pray for people. Exactly. And they won't mm-hmm. let you. They won't <laughs> let us. to say, if you go as a health in, inside the camp and you want to go, come out. And apparently Heidi Baker is not an easy person to say no to. Oh, yes. <laughs> she began persisting with a very small voice. Please let us in. And if we die, no problem. God knows going to look after it. Please let us in. Let us in. We want to pray for the people. Which I was by background also said, yes, yes, please, let us lay, let us in, <laughs> let us in. <laughs> and, and are you guys scared at this point? Presumably not. Oh, this time we, that you call it as contagious or cholera kills the people. It was like that mind that comes and say, nothing's going to happen anyway. So you had Holy just, Spirit boldness. Yes. And you're going to go into an infected camp of people vomiting and diarying where it's highly contagious yeah. So what happens? They let you in. So they let us in. We went there and I just started seeing Hyde is busy kissing them and praying for them. And I'm just <laughs> coming around. Was, I didn't kiss them anyway, but I was there and praying with them. She doesn't care anything. She's just kissing everybody. And is praying. Says, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So later on, she said, okay, take the car and go to the shop buy the mineral water, bring the mineral water in, let's distribute the mineral water to the people to drink the clean water, And which I did. I went out, took the car, I loaded the car full of mineral water, came, bring, give everyone a bottle of water, and we started drinking. And almost by, as we spent about, uh, maybe a few hours that we spent it there, then the people were just getting healed. So everybody in the tents got healed. Everybody was getting healed. And the work began for me to transport the people back into the city. So the people the that were dying in this quarantine camp within the space of a couple of hours, all of them completely healed. All of them completely healed. Wow. Pastor Francie, you <laughs> have a remarkable story that you shared this weekend at the conference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the story is happened in 2003 in, in South Africa at a conference. Okay. Uh, the Pastor Surprise organized the conference, the youth. So Pastor Surprise, you come down 2003, you organize a youth conference. Yes. And, and Pastor Francis, you're at this conference. And yes. as I understand, you're out, it's late at night and you're, you're encouraging everybody to come into the conference. And you, you run into a group of guys and you say, come on in, come on in. And they don't want to come in. Uh, the guys resist the time they say to them, come in because now it's a dark because this place 
is a very, no way, good place. Okay, so it's a dangerous place. You want people to be safe. Yes. So you're inviting them in. And yeah. they don't just refuse to come in, but they attack you. Yeah. They beat you. The time, the, the time they ask to them, come in, one of them say, no lucky come in. One of them say, let's beat. And I go, wow, guys, this is a conference. Now we're the place for the play, beat one another. The one is, oh, let's kill him. I start to reverse, reverse, run away. If the guys come fast to me, starting beating me. So how many of them are there? How many guys? I six them. Six guys are chasing you. Yeah. You're weak because you've been praying and fasting. Yes. And they, these six guys overtake you. Yeah. And they beat you. Yes. And then one of them starts stabbing you. Yes. But here's the crazy part. They murdered you. Yeah. Because the time is a bit me. One also the voice asked to me, let's kill. I pray a lot to them. I started beating me. So at the time that they're beating you, you hear one person say, let's kill him. Yes. This is going to sound a silly question, but when they're beating you and stabbing you, are you in pain? Are you aware of what's going on? Or have you started going to heaven? Immediately, I saw the time I beat my body, the time I'm leaving, go heaven. So you're out of your body and you're looking down and they see you can see that they're beating your body? Actually, what, is, what he was saying is that the last voice that he heard say, let's kill him. That was the last voice. And then you're... And then when he was floating... Wow. He could not hear, but he only saw those that were beating his body. So you saw as you're going to heaven, yes. other people beating your body. Yeah. And so there's so many ways we could approach this story, but let's let's try this. So they've murdered you. Let's forget that you've gone to heaven. Yes. Pass a surprise. When do you find out that he's been killed? Well, the military, because the people were still inside the, the hall. Yes. And they saw what was happening outside the gate. Right. And then they called the police. And the police, because of that village, they know that it's very dangerous. They called the military. So the military, they came in. So his body's lying on the ground. Yes. Dead, blood everywhere. Yes. You call the police, they call the military police. Yes. They come and take away his body. They came and took the body. <laughs> okay, so they take the body. You guys, you're at the middle of a conference. You, yes. you must have been distraught. One of your pastors has been murdered. So much. So you're all grieving that your friend and your pastor is dead. Yes. And he gets taken to the morgue. Yes. Put in a body bag. <laughs> Tagged, death certificate, yeah. dead. Dead. <laughs> okay. It's, it's so surreal looking at somebody we're speaking about who was dead. So he's in the morgue, he's tagged, he's in a body bag, zipped up. And you're all, what are you, are you praying for him to be resurrected? Or are you praying for comfort? What are you well, praying for? We are praying for the forgiveness of, forgiveness of that tragedy. The whole church was praying, Father, forgive these boys. Father, forgive these boys. So you're not praying for him to be raised from the dead. You're just praying for forgiveness well, for the people. Well, we, we, the whole church was praying for forgiveness for those people. Forgiveness. Yeah. So meanwhile, your body's dead and in the morgue. So the story happens that, uh, is it a day later that somebody else dies and they're pushing that well, body the into the morgue? The following day, yes. The following day, somebody yes. else in the village dies. Yes. And the uh, in the mortuary, in the morgue, they're putting another body into the, into the morgue and his body begins twitching in a body bag. Yes. 
<laughs> so the assistant freaks out because it's a dead body that's moving. And yes. they unzip the body bag and and tell us a story, surprise. Well, and the board was brought to the hospital. You see now the board and the doctors now they're taking care of E.T. Is he back in his right mind or is just his body is alive but mentally he's not awake? Oh well, we I don't know. Okay. Do you do you, Francie, do you remember any of that? Part? Yes, I remember the I remember the time coming back. I look my left every see another but the, the person is a dead. I look another side, he started to cry. Immediate by surprise appear, come. So don't cry, don't cry. And then he called the, the doctor. He finally he asked for another pastor. He said, Pastor, go buy the clothes. Because you're naked because you've been in a body bag. Yes. But and is your body all bruised and cut and swollen? Is that what you said? Yes. So your his body must have looked a mess. So actually, when we when I arrived there the first time, he was not recognized. You didn't recognize him as your friend. Oh no! The first time we couldn't. So his body was just his face all disfigured. Yeah, yeah, body yes. had swollen. Yes. And and but he is he is alive, but doesn't look like himself. Yes. And then how long between when you and your wife see him and when your new when you go back to your past with your pastor friend? I think four hours. And in the four hours, he's completely healed. Is that right? Restored. So no cut marks on his body, no bruising. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. that's just amazing. Yeah. So, okay, there's so much to unpack here. I'm sorry. This may be my rational mind, but it's amazing. So now four hours has passed. You're back alive. He needs some clothes. So your pastor brings some clothes. The, the pastor, the pastor, pastor surprise say, "Oh, the men they kill you. Already they arrested. Is that they jail now? The police." And I go, "Wow, I need to see the men." So the, <laughs> the first thing you do after coming back from the dead yes. is you put on some clothes that somebody else has bought for you, and you want to go find the man that killed you. Yes. yes. And so you go to the prison where or the jail where the man is. Yes. And and what do you say to the prison guard? You ask the police, please, any to see the man is killing me. And they said, No, you can't see him, he's a murderer. Yes. Yes. And you said, Yes, but he murdered me and now I'm alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just go with that. So then the man who killed you comes out. What does he do when he sees you? The time you come out, you ask the police, please release this man. Go home. The police say, no, this man, I will go to release, go home, because this man is a killer. He speak, uh, speaking again and again, the police say, okay, I release this man. So you're saying, release the man, he hasn't done anything wrong, and the police are saying, no, he's killed somebody. Yes. And you say, yeah, he killed me. Yeah, I ask, uh, this man killed me. It's wow. <laughs> So when the man who killed you <laughs> saw you, was he? Did he think you were a ghost? Was he scared? I he mean, was, was trembling, trembling. He started shaking. He started shaking. Yeah. And what did you do? Yeah, I finally say, man, I forgive you. Uh, I said, the man, man, it's good you receive Jesus. The man say, oh, I, I, I need Jesus. I pray the man. Uh, the man, he tell the man, man, go home. The final the man now is a pastor. So the man gives the man who murdered you the day before. Yeah. Gives his life to Jesus. Yes. And is now a pastor. Yes. 
Amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Now let's rewind in time, right? Because that's the story beginning to end. Talk to us about your time in heaven. So you're being killed. You're you're floating up to heaven. I don't want to say floating. You're ascending into heaven. (laughs) I I don't know what the proper transport mechanism is, Mm -hmm. but you're moving up to heaven. You can see your body being beaten and stabbed. Yes. Then what happens? Mm, Immediate, I'm in heaven. Everything to me is up and gets you say, wow. I look aside. I look aside. It's like this place is another place. Immediately I saw the one in the hundreds come closer to me, come closer to me, say to me, man, follow me. The angel. So it's an angel. Yes. An angel says, follow me. He said to me, follow me. Yep. I thought to follow, follow the angel. Because the Bible talk about Matthew, uh, nine verse nine, Jesus said to Matthew, "Follow me." Like, oh, this is very good. Follow the, the the angel. Yes, he started to follow. That's good heavenly protocol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> so I started to follow the angel. The angel said to me, "I know this man." I'm like, no, this man is Abraham. I'm like, wow. So you met Abraham in heaven. Yes. Did you speak to him? No. No, you just... The angel just pointed him out to just you. Just pointing me. Yeah. This okay, man, yeah. this is Abraham. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They finally said to me, follow me. I started to follow the, the man, the angel. They finally asked to me again, I know this one. I'm like, no, this is a Jacob. I'm like, wow. It's the closer the throne. The closer you got to the throne? Yeah, the throne. Yeah, the throne. I saw the 24 uh, elders. He started worshipping. The Lord is angels around wow. worshipping the throne of God. I mean, there, I mean, recognize my, my mind say, this place no more dead. This place no more sickness. Immediately, I imagine that, I also the voice called me, France! Immediately, also the voice, I'm coming back. Wow. So you, just to recap, you see the Lord on the throne, you see the 24 elders, yes. you see the worship, and as you're witnessing, you're thinking, oh, this is heaven, there's no more pain, there's no more sickness. Yes. And as soon as you have that thought, you hear another voice saying, Francie, Francie. Yes. And it's somebody on earth calling your name. Yes. And that's when you came back to life. Yes. And what was your first thought when you came back? The time you come back, you start to cry. You say, oh, because I like it, they worship me. It's amazing worshiping. So if you come back, start imagine, I know life. Life is, many things happen. I need this, I need this. I imagine so now as I'm in heaven, I had a good chance to just, just worship God only. Wow. Yeah. Pass a surprise. You were saying that for, I don't know how long, a couple of months, a year, after he came back to life, that often... Pastor Francis, you'd be speaking to him and he would zone out and you learned to realize that even though his body was here, spiritually he was in the heavenly realms. The separation of conversation. So do you remember that, Francis? Do you remember sitting here on earth and then suddenly finding yourself in heaven? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that like? Actually, let me start. Okay. Is that when we were conversation, doing the conversation, like, for instance, oh, you are good, we are having a good tea, and so on. Suddenly, 
he was saying something else beside what we're talking. So he would be answering questions that you hadn't asked. Yes, yes, yes. He will be speaking something else. Sometimes we're in the meeting, we're talking this and this and this and this. Suddenly it's just different story that doesn't exist anymore here. <laughs> and how long did that go on for? Well, himself, I think he couldn't re- recognize that he was doing it beyond it. So, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you remember yeah did you did you find that your dream life changed when you came back from heaven yes i changed a lot of things the way i do things um pass a surprise yes can't believe i'm gonna ask this question go ahead (laughs) how many people have you seen raised from the dead well i saw quite a few of them and uh, when I count, it's almost like seven, eight to some more right. people that been risen from the dead, that Jesus rose them from the dead. And Pastor Francis is one of them. Well, we don't count him much because he, <laughs> he was just a bonus on himself. Yes, <laughs> it was not anybody laying hand or whatever. Yeah, that's the way I do it too. Yes. You know, I don't count the ones that I didn't actually lay my hands yes, on. They, yes, they don't yes. even count. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you're just a freebie. Uh, yeah. So seven or eight that you've actually laid hands on and seen them come back yes, to life. Yes, yes, yes. Do you remember the first person that you prayed for who came back to life? Well, the first person that uh, I prayed to that came back to life is a girl, Nshansa, her name in Komati Dry. And how old was she when she died? She was six years old. Six years old? Yes. What did she die from? Malaria. She died from malaria, Yes. And how did you get involved in, in praying Well, for I was doing crusade in Komati Dry, me and a friend, George. So George was the, a guy that was playing the costin. What you call the accordion? What? The accordion? Accordion, yes. Yep. So and then we were in this village. We had a good time. We start on Monday and Tuesday evening. Uh, the number of people dropped down. And then on Wednesday, the Nduna, which is the like a half chief, the Nduna of the place came to our place where we were sleeping, me and George. And he said that, no, you have to stop your crusade because the community hall that you are using nearby, next to the community hall, someone died yesterday. That's why the number of crusade baby was dropped down because of that. So I said to the Nduna, can I just go there to pay my condolence there? So of course. So we went there. And when I arrived there in that place, so inside the house, there were six ladies and uh, they were just sitting and so on. I greeted them and asked them if I could pray. The ladies said, of course, go ahead and pray. And I started praying and praying and praying. Maybe my prayer went long or I don't know what happened. And I opened my Bible and I read a small piece of scripture uh, in the book of Micah, which says, the nations will be surprised. So, so, okay, so I close my Bible and then I open my eyes. I see all those six ladies were sleeping. So, and then I approached towards the little girl where she was sleeping and she was wrapped with a sheet. I took off the sheet where I was unwrapped the sheet. So I put my finger into the little hand of Nshansa. So I wasn't calling her Nshansa to come back to life but I was just praying in tongue. 
Suddenly she grabbed up my finger. I was shocked myself because I didn't expect that she was going to rise up from the dead. And then when she grabbed my finger, I shouted, <laughs> so I jumped to the there and then she looked at my eyes and said, I'm hungry. I look around, there was a bottle of Coca-Cola, two liter open and give it to the girl. The girl was drinking that nice Coca-Cola. I woke up the mother and the mother started shouting, <laughs> shouting. She jumped, went outside and all the ladies start waking up and so on. And then presumably your crusade had a lot more people that night? That evening when we, that evening was a lot of people <laughs> outstanding outside the community hall than inside. So why do you think they were asleep? Do you think God put them to sleep or? I think was the, uh, because most of the time in the biblical terms, Jesus was telling the people to go out. Right. And I believe he himself put them out. Yeah. Yes. To eradicate Lack no of faith. faith. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Wow. Some of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. You told some incredible stories this weekend that heaven declares. Yes. That were astonishing. Oh, it was amazing. I think some of the people, baby, they will just check on your website as well. Yeah. And download what we've been talking yeah. from the church. We'll put a link to the sessions from the Heaven Declares conference that people can download and listen to them. We'd, oh, we'd highly yeah. recommend them. That would be great if you do that. Pass a surprise. Okay. Could you pray for everybody who's listening for an impartation of faith and boldness and joy? I mean, when I think of you, I think of your joy. I think of your faith and I think of your boldness. Would you pray for everybody who's listening right now for us to have an increase in those things and encounters with the Lord? Yes, I'll do that. And because joy is very important in life. Uh, so because without joy, you can't live well. On earth, though, we all need joy. And joy is something that we have to fight for yeah. all the time. And joy is easy to be stolen also yeah. by people that can steal your joy anytime. So, but to fight for it is great. So I will pray for special the listeners that they may have joy and have it in fullness. So shall we pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for this man that is listening, I pray for this lady that is listening, that your power, your anointing in the mighty name of Jesus, we believe as we pray. If we didn't believe, we could not pray, we could not save the Lord, but we save the Lord, we believe in his love, in his mercy. I pray that you will pour out Holy Spirit the love, the joy that you say, I give, I give my peace, I give my joy, that my joy may be full and complete in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And I speak healing also, even if he is on cancer medication, diabetes medication, I speak right now, healing, be healed. Soul, listen now in the name of Jesus. Don't resist to this prayer. Receive this prayer right now in the name of Jesus. And I commanded this body be healed, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus. And I speak also for revelation because without revelation, we go straight. I pray that the listener will receive the, the revelation the revelation, receive the revelation of Jesus Christ, revelation of the Spirit of God, the revelation of the Creator of everything in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you for that. Pastor Francie, would you pray for our listeners for an impartation of the peace of God and for the wisdom of God? Thank you. I may pray for that. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm released now the peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, the people need to receive peace. Because Jesus appeared, the disciples say, Peace be with you. If you have anything, you have a lot of things. If you know peace, nothing is happening in life. Father, I may release now the peace of God, the peace of Jesus Christ. Appear for everyone that listen in right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, peace be with you. Peace be with, be with you, your family. A mighty name of Jesus, Father, I'm praying right now. Receive a wisdom come to God. Receive it right now. A mighty name of Jesus, Father, I'm pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, we love you guys so much. It's been so fun oh. getting to know you, Pastor Francie. And you. so good to see you, Pastor Surprise. We love when you thank come to you, visit. Thank you. Thank you so much. These guys have served so faithfully this weekend, our Heaven Declares Conference. We're going to take them home so they can get some rest now. But thank you for taking time out your schedule to come on our show. We just uh, bless you guys and bless your families back in South Africa. Thank you. Thank you. So, babe. Yes. When we started this podcast, mm -hmm. did you ever think that we'd be interviewing somebody who'd raised people from the dead? No. And now 75 in, we've just interviewed somebody who's raised seven or eight people from the dead. Yes. And somebody who was previously dead. Yeah. Grammatically, that's a weird interview to do. Mm-hmm. So when you were dead. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd say. So wrapping up, here's the deal. We'd love you to go to heavendeclares.info. We'd love you to be part of the conference. You can watch the sessions. You can download the sessions there. I will put a link to those in the show notes. If you would like copies of our show notes, go to alanandaj.com slash 75. And one of the things that you guys could do to really help us is to share this podcast on social media so people hear Supraza's story and then go ahead and leave us a great review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And so it really helps get news out about our podcast if you leave positive reviews on iTunes. Uh, their ranking algorithm is a mystery, but almost everyone agrees that the more up-to-date and positive reviews you get, the more profile you have. And we really want to get this story out for people to hear. We hope you have a fantastic week filled with adventure. Next week, we're going to be talking about life languages and the joy that they bring to our family, our community, and our workplace. Yeah. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan yeah. and AJ. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone. 